Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Gimme the Hogs Chuck! Man, this just feels like a basketball day. You know, you got a big game tonight, Arkansas and Alabama, top 15 matchup. It's just going to be one of those days that 6 o'clock just can't get here soon enough. And I think a lot of people around the Razorback Nation are going to be planning to make certain that they're either in Bud Walton Arena at 6 o'clock tonight or in front of a television set or around a radio, some way to keep up with the ball game because it's just kind of got a big game feel. Not kind of, it does have a big game feel. And Bud Walton ought to be rocking tonight. Stripe out night, early start, 6 o'clock. The stars will be out tonight. Jay Billis is going to be in Fayetteville. I'm told it's his first ever visit to Bud Walton Arena. Carl Ravage is going to be on the play-by-play tonight. It's on ESPN2, but you got ESPN's number one team. I mean, this is the first string here tonight, and that's what big basketball games do. So that's where we're going to start on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast today. Glad you're with us. As always, we're presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, the top Weikert franchise in America, right here in our own backyard. We're also brought to you by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. How'd you do on that football game Monday night? Did you have Georgia? A lot of basketball action, I'm sure, tonight on the Bet Saracen app, and we'll get into some of that as we go along as well. Alabama's ranked fourth in the country. Arkansas is ranked 15th. First top 15 matchup at Bud Walton Arena in a long time. Arkansas's lost two road games, but they were pretty good at home. They trailed. They came back. They won. They beat a Missouri team that plays Texas A&M tonight on the road. Arkansas is still Arkansas, despite the fact that there's no Trevin Brazil and there's no Nick Smith. Bud Walton Arena is still Bud Walton Arena. And it's going to be that magical place tonight, I'm certain. Will it add up to a win? That's the big question. Alabama's loaded. I mean, they are flat out loaded. But uh, Arkansas has got some great players, too. And I'm looking forward to watching the game tonight. We're going to talk about it with Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom covers Razorback football, covers Razorback basketball. I'm going to start, though. I'm just going to tell you in advance. I'm going to start specifically with Tom on what's happening around the Southeastern Conference. Basketball is going to get center stage now. I mean, that was a football route on Monday night. Football season's over now. Basketball is going to get center stage. And I want to catch up with what's happening around the league. As we get on through the month of January and into the month of February, it all sets up March. But we do have some early trends, I guess you could say, around the Southeastern Conference. We'll visit with Tom about that, and we'll also talk to him about the Razorbacks in Alabama tonight. And let me talk to those of you who are contemplating either selling a home or buying a home. Let's do this first. Maybe 2022 brought some changes for you. Your family grew. You need a bigger home. 
maybe the kids moved out and it's time to downsize. Well, whatever your situation, I want to recommend Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They're the top Weicker franchise in America, and we are fortunate to have them right here in our own backyard. They have been awarded this honor because they are trained real estate professionals, number one. They've got the best training in the business. They understand the market. That allows them to be better negotiators, and that benefits you when it comes to money at the end of the table. And they do get you from contract to close, and that's obviously very important in the real estate game too. Now they've got an office in Fayetteville, they're in Bentonville, Springdale, office in Fort Smith, they're in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs and you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. You heard it here first. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Full pig suey. You hear? Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, we are pleased to welcome Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette to the Give Me the Hawks Chuck podcast today. Tom covers the Razorbacks and wrote the SEC report uh, this week for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It appeared yesterday. This is one of my favorite pieces of the week because I like to keep up with what's going on around the conference and that sort of thing. First, Tom, welcome. We appreciate you making a little time for us today on game day. What's your take as you look around the league right now? Is is it fair to say that, at least at this point, the early returns say Tennessee and Alabama are going to be hard to beat? Yeah, and it's my pleasure to join you today, Chuck. And if I'm being honest, um, it takes a minute to get out of SEC football mode. And, and I know you've been calling all the games to this point. But to replug back into the rest of the league, I mean, I'm, I'm learning new names like Julius Marble and you know, some of the, the new Alabama guys. And uh, so it was fun to, to kind of go back through and look at all the schools' websites and just see what's going on. But, you know, the, the things that stood out that you probably saw, Tennessee's last two games have been absolute romps over Mississippi State and South Carolina on the road and total of 77 points um, uh, winning, winning margin in those two games. And then Alabama just smoking Kentucky at home um, uh, a person, an old head in this league told me the other day, they only thought there were three teams capable of winning the SEC. And that was, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and Arkansas. And I don't know, you know, an outside chance, maybe you could argue, you know, an Auburn. Uh, but I don't know if you, I don't know if you can go much beyond those four teams because there does seem to be maybe a talent discrepancy between them and some of the others. What do you think's going on at Kentucky? What are you hearing from uh, from the folks you know up there? Is is Calipari really in trouble? I mean, is 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 that something that could actually happen? Well, you know, how much trouble are you in when you have a lifetime contract? I mean, I I I can't work out the how that how that happens. But um, you know, it's funny how their last game you, you can tie it into what Georgia just did. Um, 
you know, Georgia has basically kind of overtaken Alabama's mantle as the best team in the country, which means best team in the SEC. And you saw David Pollock talking about that with Nick Saban on the very set looking at him like, what? And so now you've got other teams that have surpassed Kentucky and clearly have surpassed Kentucky. And it just so happened that Alabama's win happened the other day with Nick Saban in, in attendance. And Nate Oates comes in the post game and says, uh, we wanted to make them quit. And that's the kind of thing that Nick Saban said when he took the Alabama job. So um, they have a long way to go, and, and it's interesting that they're doing this with a team that's like probably about the most veteran they've had, with Shebway, Wheeler, Top, and some of these other guys, are more of a veteran team. And, you know, it seems to me other SEC schools are plucking more McDonald's All-Americans and five-stars, including Arkansas, um, and Kentucky's um, with more average-type talent. They're not near the top of the league. Lifetime contract or not, there there seems to be the feeling that the run's about up, that, you know, Texas is supposedly flirting, I guess. But do you get the sense that, you know, for better or worse, and there's been a lot more better than worse, but that – yeah. That this marriage between Calipari and Kentucky may be in its final days? It has that feel. And what happens in a program like that is they're used to such a standard, and, and Cal was at, you know part of that, obviously. But the, the coverage of the team, like if you read some of the coverage from the other day, uh, the, you know, a lot of negativity about it. Um, I noticed that Kyle Tucker of The Athletic led his piece with – you know, his cow's hair was kind of a mess because he'd been pulling on it all game. Um, and some of his answers were like, hey, you know, one of them was, you know, we're not Kentucky. Um, and so he, he's aware of what's going on. But, yeah, um, I would think that they'd want to turn it around or he would um, and finish in the top four, you know, get 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 the double bye at the conference tournament. Or uh, the voices are only going to get louder because they're used to winning there in, in a major fashion. Not that anybody's noticed, but Texas A&M's 3-0, and uh, They play Missouri tonight. They're 10-5. and I mean, can you buy into this? Is this an early season illusion? Um, what's, what's your early read on that? Um, my early read is I, I don't think they've played, you know, they haven't played the, the schedule that others have, and they have some losses that, in non-conference that weren't pretty, and I'm not looking at their schedule right now. I was yesterday. But they have some non-conference losses that are, you know, you know, not teams that are probably going to wind up in the NCAA tournament. Maybe they will, but we don't know yet. Um, but I do like the composition of their roster, and they do play very hard. And I did watch um, a good section of the uh, win over LSU the other day, um, and they they look pretty talented. I mean, I like some of their guys like Taylor, and Marvel's been a good addition. Um, and they play tough. So I think they have a chance, but as, as, as you know, this is a very tough league, and you, you know, winning on the road is going to be difficult. They, they've got a road win at Florida, so that's a leg up on just about everybody in the league. You know, Tennessee's already got a couple of road wins, and Bama does, but um, you've you got to win a few on the road if you're going to challenge. I'll tell you the most interesting thing to me in the SEC report this week was free throw tails right at the end. Um, you know, we all, I think, lamented the fact Arkansas shot 19 of 32 from the line the other night. But you pointed out, and I, I just find this fascinating, that, you know, the leading free throw 
shooter in our league um, is at 87%, less than 50 free throws. So, I mean, you see that. You know, that's that's not all that uncommon. Next is Brandon Miller for Alabama, who we're going to see tonight. But the team free throw percentages are shockingly low. I mean, you've got uh, Mississippi State, 48%. 48% in conference play. Arkansas, 61% in conference play, which is next to last. It seems like around the league, and, and maybe it's just, you know, the ebb and flow of the season, but it seems like free throw shooting has gotten noticeably worse this year. It wasn't necessarily great before, but it's got it, it's gotten noticeably worse. What's your read on that? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, that almost didn't make it. I almost did not include that note, but I went ahead and did it. And maybe I'll do an update later in the year. Well, I'm but glad you did. Me, thanks, Chuck. Um, it just it struck me as the numbers felt lower. But I went back and looked because I thought that over the years there had been um, always some guy at 90%. But it turns out there hasn't been one in a couple of three years. And so uh, maybe I was thinking back, you know, further that the, the leader would always be 90% or better. Um, and, and, you know, like it seemed to me like Daryl Macon had a really high percentage. Um, but we're going back six or seven years now. Um, uh, Scotty but Pippen I Jr., think, I remember, was good. Yes, yes. Guys who got, you know, easily over 90%. But uh, I do think that in the, the way the game is taught and, you know, at practice, that I mean, I know the team shoot their free throws, but I do think that running sets and, and, and coming up with creative defenses and half-court things and working in transition, all those things get stressed. And um, the athletes maybe don't focus as much on being precision free throw shooters. Um, but it's a trend. I, I, it's too early to say that, you know, it's way down. But I do think if teams don't get better, then it's going to be something that's, that's noticed more as the season goes on. Big game tonight. Um, you know, we've talked about Alabama a little bit. Mentioned Brandon Miller right there. Ranked fourth in the country. They've beaten number one twice. When I watch Alabama, and I want to get your thought on this, there are times I watch them and I think that team can win the national championship. There are other times I've watched them and I've thought they could lose in the first or second round of the NCAA tournament. It does seem like right now, though, that the games are getting bigger. They're getting better. And, and you know, I think Arkansas is going to have to play their best game of the year by far to have a chance to win tonight. Well, they're definitely going to have to get on the board. I mean, they won the rebounding battle handily at Auburn and didn't really, you know, compute to the outcome. But they've got to keep Alabama from killing them on the boards. And they're really tall in the backcourt, and they're great rebounders. And, and they were exploited Kentucky, and then Shebway with pick and rolls um, and getting the ball to, to Betty Ako, and they had some lobs and stuff. And then uh, they still shoot the three pretty good. So they are going to be a tough team to defend. Uh, they did lose in the uh, – opening round of the NCAAs last year. In fact, they, at the end of the season, kind of on a poor new note, lost to Vandy in the conference tournament. So I think that probably is a motivation for Nate Oates and his team. Um, the, they only beat Arkansas by one point last year in Coleman Coliseum. So I think the Razorbacks are going to – I think we're going to see a really fun, interesting game. 
You know, Oates is an interesting guy. You know, when he came in, I mean, he made him better right away. But it seems like there's now another level of better. I, they're mm-hmm. recruiting. I mean, Brandon Miller's a guy that, you know, he's probably going to be a top five pick from all we hear. Seems like their level of recruiting has very quickly hit an elite level, not just in our league, but on the national front. It does seem that way. Clowney's also a good freshman, and they've got immense talent there. Um, a lot of good pieces, and I have the same thought like you. The pieces could fit together, and you could make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the recruiting has is put them – we referenced Kentucky a while ago. There are multiple teams now in the league whose recruiting is – has it equaled or exceeded Kentucky's, and Bama's certainly one of them. All right, last question. Football leftovers from Monday night. <laughs> Georgia, I mean, wow. What a uh, just total dismantling of a football team. And, uh, you know, sometimes one-sided games you look away from. I couldn't take my eyes off of it because Georgia was just <laughs> so perfect in everything they did. Is is it is it the SEC is or is it just Georgia right now that not only is better than everybody in the country, better than everybody in the SEC, just better than everybody? Well, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to it. I finally took my eyes off when it was fifty nine to seven. I do think Georgia played well enough last night that they would have beaten anybody in the country. I think they were highly motivated by the fact. Let's be honest, they got. They had to do everything at the end of that game to beat Ohio State. You know, they they were that close to being eliminated. And I think they scouted TCU very well, um, especially um, the Georgia offense, the way they used misdirection and used TCU's pursuit against them. And uh, I thought uh, they did a good job. Chris and uh, Kurt on the, on the call did a great job of pointing out TCU had this quick pursuit and they got the linebackers looking the wrong ways. And just took advantage of that. And this is Georgia, a Georgia team that they don't have a lot of big star names on defense. They just did it with uh, strong, sound play um, and being very, very physical. And um, that was impressive to see. And, and you can tell now that Nick Saban and um, Sam Pittman and all the rest of the coaches in the conference, you know, Josh Heupel, they're, they're aiming – at where Georgia is right now because they are the trendsetter. Tom, I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for making time for us today. You betcha. I enjoyed it. Thanks. We don't need any luck. Just give me the hogs, Chuck. Again, thanks to Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette for making a little bit of time for us today on the Give Me the Hogs, Chuck podcast. I'm going to begin this segment with where he ended his talking about the football game on Monday night. You know, Georgia just went out and clearly they were motivated. Clearly they game planned well. Clearly they were very comfortable in the spotlight. And they just did whatever they wanted in that game on Monday night. You know, we talked on the morning rush Monday about how as the game grew closer, despite the fact that there was a fascination with TCU, that it was hard not to come back to the thought that you know, Georgia may just blow them off the field. And, you know, I'll go back to what we talked about on the Monday podcast. I think maybe where we are in Arkansas in the Western Division, if we saw Georgia 
the way we see Alabama, for example, on an annual basis, we might have seen this coming a little bit more clearly. Maybe a lot of people did anyway. But, wow, Georgia, they've separated themselves from everybody else. And I don't think it's just TCU. I don't think it's just the Big Ten. I think it's everybody else, including virtually everybody in our league. They've passed Alabama. Tom talked about it. It was funny to watch David Pollock talk on ESPN Monday night. Georgia alum. I mean, man, if you remember that SEC championship game, he did a number on the Razorbacks that year down in the Georgia Dome. But you got David Pollock, Georgia alum, on the set with Nick Saban. Pollock's talking about how Georgia's setting the standard now in the SEC. And it was kind of interesting to watch, but it's the truth. And, you know, I think Alabama would have beaten TCU. I think Tennessee probably would have beaten TCU on Monday night. I don't know if they would have beaten them on the previous Saturday the way they played against Michigan. I don't know. Georgia, you know, they had to pull a rabbit out of the hat to beat Ohio State just to get to this game. But once they got here, I mean, it it was just no contest. It was absolutely no contest, and it was worse than I think anybody imagined it would be. Largest margin of victory ever in a college football playoff game. And the assumption now, and it's not far-fetched at all, it's really based totally in reality. The assumption is that if you're going to, you know, if you're the SEC champion, you're going to win the national championship. And that's how it's gone, I guess, now for, what, four years? So it's a great win for Georgia, and they're not showing any signs of letting up. They're still the standard in our league, and right now they're every bit as good as Nick Saban's vintage Alabama teams were. And that's a mouthful. Georgia's every bit as good as any vintage Alabama team that Nick Saban's had in Tuscaloosa. So they're not going away. And as I said to Tom, it was almost, you know, it was almost, well, it was fascinating. It was almost fun to watch them dismantle TCU the way they did on Monday night. Hey, how'd you do on that game? If you put a little wager on that game, how'd you do? Basketball in full swing too. The Bet Saracen app is the sports betting app in our state. It's our state's favorite sports betting app, and it's really where you need to go if you're going to find the latest stats, info, and everything you need to make an informed wager. Now, there's a great how-to-play video when you download the Bet Saracen app, and that'll get you started. It'll teach you how to, how to maneuver through all this, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Lots of people do. And, again, Vegas odds are Vegas odds, but if you're going to play Vegas odds legally, that's where you got to be. And there are laws in our state that keep a lot of these national betting apps from operating in our state. So if you're going to be informed the way you need to, you need to download the Bet Saracen app. All right, we got basketball in the SEC tonight. We mentioned Texas A&M a little bit earlier. It's hard to imagine Texas A&M being 3-0 and in the league and being a threat. Now they've got Missouri tonight in College Station. That's an SEC Network ball game. There are two games on the SEC Network tonight. Razorbacks and Alabama are on ESPN, too. The early game's Georgia at home against Mississippi State. That's a 5-30 game on the SEC Network. You know, I thought coming in, Mississippi State might be one of the surprises in our league. You know, they had a chance against Alabama in Starkville, and Alabama came in there and, you know, just beat them. And I suspected when the season began that, you know, road wins for the other guys at the hump might be few and far between. I think Chris Jans is a really good coach. Um, I don't know if Alabama is just that much better than anybody else 
or if Mississippi State may not be exactly what we thought they would be. Jury's still out on that. It's early. Georgia beat Auburn in Athens. So obviously they've shown that they can win a game in their home arena against a decent team. I mean, Auburn looked pretty good against the Razorbacks the other night. That'll be at 5.30 on the SEC Network. The Aggies and the Tigers at uh, 7.30 on the SEC Network. And the Razorbacks in Alabama on the deuce at 6. Jay Billis, Carl Ravitch on the call. I know a lot of people will be watching that. If you're listening on the radio tonight, me and Z will start at 5.30. All right, end of the week. We'll recap what's happening or what will happen tonight and uh, set the stage for not only a Razorback trip to Vanderbilt, but basketball for the weekend. We appreciate Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. We thank the Bet Saracen app, and we thank you for listening. We're back on Friday. Give me an H. Give me an O. Give me a G. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the hug, Chuck. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.